Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. One minute to play. Jazz by two. Jazz, I'm proud to their feet. Donovan driving at Gallinari. Spider spins, floats, misses. Own rebound, follow up and in. The relentless competitiveness of the kid, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan barking out signals. Watch Royce O'Neal on the other side. He's got Ingles in one corner. Conley in the left corner. Donovan drives, attacks Adams, rises, fires, hits. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, don't do me like that. You still feel the sense that there's more space for you to work with now, and like, and then uh, not to be critical of previous. I'm just no, saying now on the right. floor. I mean, it's 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 funny, you know. I think you know it makes the reads a little bit easier, you know. Like you said, not to be critical of guys over here. I love those guys, you know. And they play hard, but it's just Boyan shot what 37 percent from three, and Mike shot about 36, you know. And then you have Royce, who's consistently building his percentage, and you have Joe out there, and then the Rudy threat. So it, it makes it makes my life easier making the right play, making the right decision. You know, as part of supposedly trying to force things. All right, PK, the Jazz start the season off 1-0. They beat the Thunder last night at Vivint Smart Home Arena 100-95. to it, it was not the prettiest of games, and I don't know what reaction you got this morning from Jazz fans, but I actually thought there were a lot of positives, uh, starting with Rudy Gobert and his defense specifically at the rim. And Ben Anderson had an interesting stat last night in the postgame that they only attempted, uh, Oklahoma City that is, only attempted four corner threes. So if your defensive concept is to defend against the corner three and defend against the rim, I mean, that's that's about as well as you could play. So And then Donovan Mitchell was just magic, especially in the fourth quarter. It was all sorts of great things. A, they won the game. That's the most important right. thing. Uh, B, they won in a game when Mike Cantley couldn't hit a shot. You know, one of 16. That's great news. Got my – see, he wasn't making shots. Can't – Got it, Lee Cantley. You got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Little wordplay. I thought Gordon was out today. <laughs> and how about this, Boyan? They call him Bogey. I unleashed this this morning. I unveiled Uh-oh. it. When he hits a three, triple bogey. Triple bogey. Yeah. Hey, but that implies something negative in uh... not in this world. Oh, okay. Not in not in hoop. In you, well, in you, it's your your handicap. Triple bogey. Oh well, <laughs> maybe even worse than that. <laughs> And then he turns around, and he does it in his accent. I will break you. <laughs> Got all fired up. Look at you. The the hamster's really turning in there, isn't it? Well, this was this morning. I've got all all day. <laughs> Emmanuel Moody, Moody, Moody he played was terrific. great. So there was all sorts of positives. But you know, that's the first game, and there's a million way uh, miles to go. But you can say that a million miles for everybody. You know, this is uh, October 23rd. It was their first game. It just has an opportunity to be a fun ride and see how far this thing can go. Not just this year, but next year, too, because pretty much everybody will come back, I would think. Yeah, I agree. And I heard you talking about that this morning. I, I thought, you know, looking at Donovan Mitchell, who ultimately I think was the story of the game, I mean, especially awesome. from a from a positive standpoint. But absolutely, you know, he's still this team's best offensive player, regardless, sure. regardless of the rest of the, the additions they he's made in the offseason. Most dynamic, which is what they're going to need in the fourth quarter of games that get close or. 
score like last night where they trail a little bit going into the fourth quarter. And maybe somebody like Mike Conley doesn't have it going, but it's got to be Donovan, who's the cornerstone, who's got to lift them to victories like that. And I, I think that's something that experience brings, but it's certainly something we saw last night. And I think that's a huge positive. And Tony Parks' question there as far, you know, and I realize you don't want to rip anybody, but Rubio and Favors are making millions playing NBA hoop. They can handle it. Their strength is not hitting open perimeter shots. You don't really have to guard them. And that, that, then they have a place in this NBA, and they'll have a place, in, place when they get done in the NBA, they'll never have to work again. So they belong in the NBA for sure. But it, their strength was not hitting open shots. So you don't have to apologize for it or tiptoe around it. You're not ripping somebody when necessarily, I don't think, when you just say you've got better shooters this year. So that creates more space. That's why they made the moves. So acknowledge it. Don't be afraid to acknowledge the obvious. Those guys weren't as good as shooters. And even though Conley was 1 of 16 and putting up a bunch of bricks, you still have to respect him. You still have to guard him. You have to account for him. And the great thing about it with Conley, as he's 1 for 16, well, as he's 1 for 12, when it comes time to the 13th shot, did he hesitate? No. Fired up. 1 for 14. Hesitate? No. Fired up. Those things will fall over time. He's a proven commodity. But you have to account for him. And that's going to give Mitchell some space to do what he does. And now, as he gets better and matures even as more so as a player he's going to be dynamic i think that what were they saying uh what were some comparisons Dwayne wade and i thought i mean that's a little crazy but now i you you, you got to think it i think whatever damon lillard is i think mitchell can be better who now it, let's throw that out to our listeners hit us up on the on the open mic it's an, whatever damian lillard is donovan mitchell has the potential to be better i think he does Damien's really good. I know. It's not a slight against Damian Lillard by any stretch. Not at all. But I think Mitchell can be better than the standard that Lillard has set for himself. Okay. I, I, I think it's a great opinion. I think he, the, the potential is 100% there. You saw it last night. And last year, um, PK, I, I thought Donovan got a little bit of a, a bum rap from a national narrative standpoint because he was not 100% healthy at the beginning of the year and not even close in the off season. And then we saw what happened in January where he turned it up to, to be one of the better players in the NBA over that, uh, over that stretch when he was healthy and uh, when we, he was ready to go. So I don't, you know, if you want to look at his second year and call it a sophomore, uh, sophomore slump, I, don't, I, I think that's a little bit ridiculous, especially since his points per game went up by nearly four points. I mean, that's well, pretty I think, amazing. But, but if he could take the next step from that. Which he will. No doubt about that. Then there's no reason that he was on the top of everyone's scouting list. And he still should be on the top. He will but be. But the guys who second, third, and fourth are better than the guys who were second, third, and fourth last year. Right. Well, I mean, go football on it. The run to open up the pass, the pass to open up the run. No game plan against Mitchell. He'll let he'll let his teammates uh, score uh, at will, and then they'll have to adjust, and then Donovan takes over. I want him to score at the basket, not necessarily at will. The teammates or Donovan himself? Everybody. Which is exactly what they did last night. Yeah. They didn't take very many threes. Uh, what did they take, PK-25? 20, uh, 24 total threes. They were 6 of 24, which is a really low number for the Jazz over the last couple of years is because they got to the basket all night long. Yeah. And Rudy uh, was was terrific against Steven Adams, uh, a player that normally Rudy has you know, had some battles back and forth. That was completely one-sided last mm-hmm. night. And I think that they got guys who put it on the floor. Moutier, uh, Bogey, early, driving. 
That's great. We know Joe coming around that left side. He can do what he can do. So they got an opportunity to win some ball games, and the, I think it's really important. They don't necessarily have to get off to a great start, but don't get off to a crummy start, man. Stay a few games above 500 as you get more uh, ingratiated in what Quinn Snyder and his guys want you to do. And I'm speaking of the collective, not of the individual. And they'll come. You know, it's, it's not going to be easy, though. I mean, I'm not going to go nuts that they beat Oklahoma City. But I'd rather have it be this way. I don't like it when the ending is already known at the beginning. And I'm looking at you, Golden State, the last few years. Now this thing is wide open. You have a shot, but so do they do, they do, they do, they do, they do, and they do. So that, that as a fan, which is really all I am as a fan, that is intriguing to me. I love good competition. And I got it last night. That's great. As a fan, I got my money's worth. I thought what Joe said about Oklahoma City was was um, uh, interesting because the the thing is is they should be in tank mode, rebuilding around Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's what they should be doing, but they've got to, they've got too much talent. They're going to be in the middle of the road. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but they'll certainly beat some teams. They're going to yeah. win some games because Chris Paul. We Ben said this on the post game show last night. He's 100 percent right. Chris Paul is the worst contract in the league. He is. I mean, he's got three more years. Uh, he's making an incredible amount of money. He's a burden on the salary cap of any team that he's on. But don't let that fool you into he's done, done, like Carmelo Anthony done, especially at the beginning of the year. Chris Paul played pretty well yesterday. Yes, and, and, he, and they're he knows gonna, how to play. And they're going to win some ball games because of him. Steven Adams is a good player. They're going to win some games because of him. You, uh, you talked about Gallinari. I mean, Gallinari played well at times last night. If he's on the floor, he's going to help you win games. And then Gilgis Alexander is a good player. So uh, Oklahoma City was not Memphis. No, oh, no, 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 not at all. So that's actually a pretty good team to start out with, wouldn't you think? Especially if you beat them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. They, I, don't, I can see them would being you, around 500. You, I don't think they can trade Chris Paul, but they've got to be dying to, to scramble away from him, uh, right? Yeah, and Steve, Steven what, Adams. What, what's going to happen? We didn't think that Chris Paul could be traded, and they traded him. Which is still still just blows my mind. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Is it Presty? Is Sam Presty. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he's got up his sleeve? He has been creative in the past. Yeah. He needs a win, though. It's been a, it's been a while since he's had a W down there in OKC. And they're a small market team. Uh, well, he's been dealt some blows. but Right. At least they can put out a halfway decent team. They're not going to be Philly of a few years back. They're not going to be Phoenix of the last 10 years. I wouldn't think. Your boy Rubio looked pretty good yesterday for the Suns. I, I said when he was a free. I knew he wasn't coming back. I said all last year he belonged in Phoenix. Well, they were dying for a point guard. Yeah. And he's not great, but he's thousand times better than anything they had. Well, he'll make those other guys better. For sure. There. Yeah, at 11 assists, didn't he? Yeah, uh, not to go back in the conversation too far, but you were talking about uh, Rubio and Favors making millions. They also both found really good spots for themselves. I agree. In New Orleans, they're dying for, for exactly what Derek brings to the table, and uh, David Griffin has loved him for years. We've known that. He's a great fit. Uh, and so he's Both in, of those guys are great in, fits for where, yeah. they're, where they are. They're in better North. fits than where they were. All right, PK, today it's become uh, controversial to say the least, uh, a Ute fan, and, and set this up, a Ute fan direct messaged on Twitter a player from Arizona State, the player that hit Zach Moss. Evan Fields is his name. And ball player. did this. Now, from what I could tell on the timestamps, this was like the next day. That's what I've been told. It was at, Sunday. At one, it says, the timestamp says 149. 
So yeah. this is, this wasn't some drunken. Just got home from church. DM <laughs> being uh, not that it would matter actually, but immediate reaction after the game. This is somebody who cooled off and still decided to make this decision. I just want to make that. Yeah, after clear. Zach Moss came back in the game, I mean, targeting happens. I'm not excusing it. I thought the Devils lost their composure and didn't play a clean game for sure. Herm Edwards obviously apologized. Yeah, so he thought. And then this guy supposedly is a dentist up in Heber City, Adam something or other. And uh, he thought it was appropriate to go after the player. Then the player's mother went public with it. You know, you bleeping piece of bleep, and uh, I can I can read it for you. If bleep, you'd like bleep off and die or something. He I, says I read it this uh, morning. he says you piece of bleep. Yeah, go bleep yourself and die. Yeah. for targeting Zach Moss. You were pissed for getting ejected, but you should be pissed for being such a worthless pile of bleep. Yeah. He thought that was appropriate to go ahead and send that to the, the youngster who... Thought that that was a good idea. Lost his father at age 10 to an automobile accident. Which is something you pointed out today that I did not uh, mm-hmm. I did not realize. One of the many reasons I follow at P.K. Kinahan. Uh, he responded, he says, Okay, Dr. Proctor, I'll be sure to let everyone know how you feel about me. And then kind of outed the guy as a as a dentist. Oh, was that was his last name? Heber. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And and by the way, since uh, the good doctor has ta- taken down yeah. all of his <laughs> social media, so I, I don't see how as an that. adult you can get that much into college football with, see, with kids running around playing a game. I don't. I don't understand that fun. either. I okay. So we. We're in you and I. We we are in a place where we benefit from passion around sports, and that it's awesome. And hopefully, sure. we help generate some. And it's part of what makes this market really, really cool because there is a really passionate college football market. Yeah, yeah. It's a really passionate NBA it. market. It, yeah. I mean, we we soccer. talked to, with soccer as well. Don't forget about the manifesto. We. Uh, <laughs> We, you know, we love talking to fans every day. And, yep, and you yep. know what? I don't even, and I know you feel the same way. I don't even mind fans disagreeing with me or arguing with me. It doesn't matter. In fact, it's part of kind of what I like Over about, sports, this, about sure. this job. But then there's this dark corner of folks yeah. that have a really loud microphone all of a sudden. And it just, you know what it does? It makes everybody look bad. You read me the, you, you read me the response, um, that I got that, that you got the negative response of the guy uh, telling you to to grow up or whatever. That yeah. guy, you look bad too. Yeah. Everybody looks bad with with these incidents. And I realize it's an isolated one person, but you heard from your guys in uh, in Phoenix about it this morning. They're That's talking about, about it, about it yeah. in in Phoenix. It makes every resident of this beautiful yeah. city and state look terrible. So why should you care? Because you look bad. Yeah, I got somebody. Of course, they just have a nickname. Not your place to call out this as an ASU fan. Makes you look dumb. A local media member trying to create a war over an isolated incident. Grow up. No, it just means you're paying. <laughs> you're paying attention. Oh, it's uh, and it's important enough that Mark Harlan responded to it. And I, I think, I don't think it was necessary. I suppose for him to do it, but Harlan, I think I appreciate a, that he did. I exactly. Oh, he put out a statement. He says, we strongly condemn the behavior of the individual who directed such hatred toward an Arizona State student-athlete. There is no place for such behavior from anybody who represents Utah athletics directly or indirectly. On behalf of all Utes, I want to offer my apologies to Evan, his family, Athletic Director Ray Anderson, Head Coach Herm Edwards, and the Arizona State football program. We have already begun to look into the identity of the individual to 
immediately address this behavior. We encourage all who support the Utes to be respectful and civil in demonstrating their support. Utah Athletics will not tolerate behavior that expresses such hatred. And I appreciate what he's saying there. It's a football game. Don't don't do that. And it it has to be pointed out. It's very, very few. It is the small, small, small minority. But, you know, Gordon Monson in his day, if you were a columnist, you were like one of two people in the community who had an, an avenue to voice your opinion. Well, that's one of the reasons why newspapers are in the tank is everybody's got an avenue now to voice your opinion. So everybody's a columnist. There's no single person who dominates anything with opinions. Everything is opinion driven. And now with the social media, everybody's got an avenue to go out and spout out whatever they want. And that's great. But it's got to be done responsibly. And I didn't bring it up. It could have been any school. I couldn't care less that it was the Devils. It's the f- it's a football game, guys. I don't get that worked up, win or lose. It's a football game. I'm too old. I've been in the business too long. My point was this is what's going on in social media. And people who do this in social media need to be exposed. It doesn't matter who they are or where they're, what their loyalties are. It needs to be exposed that this is what's going on so we can all be better as far as cleaning it up. College kids, man. You went after a college kid like that. I can't find any justification over a football game, a tackle. And the refs took care of it. They kicked him out. Yeah, justice was served. Yeah. I mean, your guy, your offensive lineman against Oregon State had a – an offensive lineman had a targeting call. How many times did you see that? And he was ejected in the first half. I don't know. Did some Oregon State fan go after her? Probably not. Not that any fan base is any better than the other, because I also don't believe that. I think they're all in the same. And 99.999 Infinity 9 are just fine. And they take it for what it's worth. And they have fun when your team wins. And if your team loses, eh, well, that's the way it goes. There's a game next week. Well, and, and these, I mean, to your point about social media, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Who's your, who's your go-to country celebrity these days? As far as? I don't know. Uh, who are you two? Still Kenny? You still travel? musical with, group? Yeah. Yeah, we'll use uh, Kenny. Louis Carrington. We'll use Kenny Chesney as an example. You could, on Twitter... Tweet at Kenny Chesney. Send him a communication that uh, professes your undying love. And there's at least a decent chance Kenny will at very least see that message. Uh I mean, before, you couldn't voice your outrage and directly confront somebody, let alone anonymously. So now, I mean, these these kids are on, on Twitter. And I don't like calling college kids kids, but these young people are on Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff because they think it's fun and it's what they've done and it's what they oh, do. It's, it, it's part sure. of life. Uh, and as a result, they're exposing themselves to this type of behavior. And it's it's terrible. It, it's absolutely terrible. You know, it, it's pretty cool that you could tell Kenny Chesney what you're a big fan of uh, or that you're a big fan of him. And that's a great part about social media. But there's that downside where yeah. ugly behavior just gets magnified and it's terrible. And and people, I mean, people who people listen to feed into it and it just gets worse from there. And this is just a horrible, and I'm horrible not, example. I'm not embarrassed for Ute fans. I'm embarrassed for this person. I'm embarrassed for everybody because I don't think you fans do this. I think it's a small, oh, I don't think so either. Small minority. I don't think so either. Very I, I'm, small. I'm not less than one percent. I'm not saying I blame you fans, not but I, it makes it makes you fans look bad. I yeah, I don't it know does. that it does. It I, does. It makes you fans. It makes you. I maybe most, that's not most, lasting. Most but, people realize this is just an idiot. Well, 
Anyway, we're talking but about it. We've Mark Harlan thinks year. it's it's well because it represents to, his university. Right. So I mean, he's a representative of the university. I'm not. So he has a different stature, and we'll go ahead and cut it off. Bring. I wanted to bring attention to it for all of us, every fan out there, whatever allegiance you have for all of us. It just so happened that it was my school versus their school, but that's irrelevant to the situation. That it's like bullying. We would, if we saw any bullying, we would try to call attention to the bully. And there's no fandom involved. So people, and we benefit greatly. I've benefited financially for years from this for folks who get excited about sports. So I'm grateful. But what I'm talking about is keep it in perspective. If the Utes win the South and go to the Rose Bowl, it's a heck of a lot of fun. And I'll be right there, and I'd love to see it. But if they don't, then still cheer them on and try to do it again next year, whatever it might be. Keep it in perspective for what it's supposed to be. It's entertainment. That's what it's about. It's entertainment. No more, no less. I, I, felt, uh, I felt for you the other day. I heard you talking about what did, what did you do that got you, you fans so worked up and you uh, decided to step aside from your mentions? I was listening oh, to my gosh. The they were just – this is probably three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're so vicious. And I looked, I looked back through your mentions to see what you were, uh, you were putting up with, and it's terrible. Right. It's terrible, and it, it goes so far beyond somebody disagreeing with your opinion. Right. Disagree all you want. Bring that on. Don't get so personal. And, and actually – to be honest with you, and, and we could go through the Twitter handles, uh, and I'm sure you'd agree with me. We have some really great listeners that interact with us that disagree all the time, and we that that interact with us. All oh, the for time. sure, a Ute fan by the name of Jeff Dart. I don't know that I've ever met him. Yeah, I know who you're talking but about. He tweeted at me, and we had a nice conversation, direct messaging back and forth. And I told him he's a hardcore fan. He conducts himself appropriately. He's earned the right to voice his opinion. And I normally don't go back and forth with fans on Twitter. I don't and either. that's why I went. In fact, I never do. But I did a direct message because I said I respect that man. I don't, I don't think I've met him, but I respect him. I'm aware of him because we have interaction over the years. I've been doing this almost 18 years. And he's the type of fan that I want to be associated with. Be a fan. Have it in proper space. And he's hard, hardcore from what I understand. And we had a nice conversation. And and I respect him as a fan. They should hold him up as what a fan is all about. Right. I heard your boy Rick the Dishwasher on the other day. I mean, he always generates a reaction because he's, you know, not, a fa- not afraid to go out on a limb. Uh, but he's, he's always respectful. Sometimes respectful. Oh, I think he's 99% spec- respectful. We have a little fun. But, yeah, he has an opinion right. on the jazz it's and the fine. Utes. Which is Let's fine. hear it. Let's he's hear not, it. He's not kill- telling a kid yeah. to go die. I mean, that's just awful. That's so bad. And uh, uh, I love our, our friend Sven on Twitter, speaking of somebody that interacts with us often. He says, uh, you know it's bad when Wyoming fans are going, whoa, dude, too far. And I always thought Wyoming fans got a bad rap. Did you? Because I've been to Laramie a hundred times in football and basketball, and it was so few. And so and all the, I saw it over and over again. I thought that they, Wyoming fans always got a bad rap. And that's what happens, a few. I actually enjoyed going to Laramie. The, sometimes in the weather and basketball was rough, but the fan base and the passion of the Wyoming fan base, I actually miss that because I don't go up there anymore. Well, we can go down this road some other Although time. Although Utah goes there next year, I think, right? They do. Yeah. But uh, so I'll, I'll make a return visit. It's a little bit of the downside of independence is they're not playing all these schools are so familiar. Well, with yeah, and, it, and, and BYU, are Utah leaving? Sure. I mean, but I do miss that about the old days, I guess. It was fun at the Poinsettia Bowl. 
Seeing a horse out there, yeah. being in the airport with Wyoming fans. Yeah. I felt young again. Vital. Alive. Uh, let's see. Our uh, our boy Aaron on Twitter, I just want to address this real quick. He says, I think even Cougar fans with their limited reading comprehension and critical thinking abilities understand that this was an isolated incident, even considering it was a Ute fan. Fair enough. But I, I'm talking about like from a PR perspective. Am I not making sense on what? this? That everybody looks bad because that that guy everybody did this it, it's in the similar perspective as the, of when uh the golden state warriors pop off about no nightlife in in salt lake city it just it's not true what are and you it talking? makes us we've look got bad. multi micro breweries here we've got i mean i would have taken the whole time yesterday to name all those micro breweries we're cool not all of us are mormons we're okay come people come you're talking about Salt Lake City's mayor now that uh, was at the press conference yesterday? A sun devil. She is a sun devil. I've heard you talk <laughs> about that before. <laughs> we do have fine, fine microbreweries The first that is open true. sun devil mayor of Salt Lake City. It really is quite the, <laughs> the achievement for her. Had a little bit of a political agenda there. That's fine. A tad. Patrick Kinahan filling in for Gordon Monson today. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.